Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni Andreoli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. Alright everyone, welcome back to the show. Today I'm here to talk about the latest in a long line of reboot quills that have been coming out recently, and that is Scream 2022. So 25 years after the original series of murders in Woodsboro, a new ghost face emerges, and Sidney Prescott must return to uncover the truth. So this is a movie that I have been excited for for a while. I would say ever since it was announced, it's an idea that's intriguing to me. I I really like Scream, especially the first one. Um, that was the very first episode of this podcast, actually. And I don't know if you've noticed, but um, the uh, episode output has slowed over the past month. And um, I don't know. Um, the future of this podcast is uncertain, to say the least. I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it and where I want to take it and how much I want to focus on it and whatnot. So, um yeah, I don't know. That's not really related. That's just um, that's just something that got me thinking. And I figured, you know what? If this does somehow end up being the last episode, it should come full circle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, anyway, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely something that is is close to my heart. Like I said, first episode of this podcast is something I watch every year and always enjoy. I think that it's endlessly rewatchable. Even though you know, once you see it, you for once, one for the first time, you know the twist. I still think it's very entertaining. I think it's one of the better examples of the slasher genre, especially of the modern era. I just think it's all around a really, really great movie. And so, I was intrigued, but you know, a little bit like cautiously optimistic about this one because when you're going into a movie and you have such a reverence for, uh, especially the first one. It can be, you know, it can be kind of hard to live up to those expectations, but I actually think this one did so very well. I really, really enjoyed this movie, and um, there was something that was interesting to me about it where I recently did a review of Ghostbusters Afterlife, and while I might have been too harsh on that movie, I didn't really like it very much, and a lot of people who I know actually did, and so that kind of made me wonder, like, why did I really not like it so much, and maybe if I, you know, went back and... I went in with adjusted expectations, I might feel differently, who knows, but regardless, I think that this movie did a lot of the same things that that movie did. I uh, I would also say that this this suffers from the same criticism that Ghostbusters did, which is that lit, it's not even a movie without the first movie. However, I think it strikes the balance better, and I think a large part of that is because I liked pretty much all of the characters that they are in, that are introduced the new characters whereas in the uh in ghostbusters afterlife some of the characters i really liked and a lot of the characters i found very annoying um and in this it's it's so hard i i really wonder if the the one just like element of this that i like a lot better is the fact that they're commenting on what they're doing and that they're always hanging the lantern on it and that to some degree there's clever commentary behind a lot of what they're doing here and they know that this is derivative in a lot of ways and they know that what they're doing on a lot of levels is cliched but because they acknowledge that I think that goes a long way for me in making it more tolerable and um, I think like that's something that's been baked into the Scream series from the very beginning it is satirizing the genre while also being a good example of the things that it's satirizing and so i think that while it doesn't necessarily mean that like you can do anything but as long as you make a joke about it it's okay i don't think that's true but i think that this one strikes a balance very similar to the first one that 
it, it is able to be a good example of the genre that it's commenting on but it does still have that layer of commentary in there that kind of elevates it and I think the fact that they are aware of what they're doing and they're twisting it in interesting ways at certain points throughout the course of the story I think that is why I really like this a lot more than Ghostbusters Afterlife despite the fact that they both are very similar in the fact that they are pulling quite a bit from their predecessors one of the things I think that this was that was really cool about this movie is that it's it's uh, it's doing a much better job of doing that sort of new decade, new era, new rules type of thing that Scream 4 was trying to do. I think it's doing that same idea a lot better. For instance, I said in the beginning that this is the latest in a long line of reboot quills, or whatever you want to call them, that have been coming out. Sort of the soft reboots that are like sequels to either all of the movies, but like, you know, we're, we're still sort of starting new or somewhere it's like we kind of pick and choose which ones we're actually going to be a sequel to like the new halloween movies are only a sequel to the first one they ignore everything else that came uh after so i think that the fact that they are they're taking like kind of a hard look at that and that they're sort of commenting on the culture around a lot of these movies and um the fact that they are making a lot of jokes at the expense of very extreme fans of a lot of these movies that really ruin the experience for everyone. I think a lot of that was very well done and very well written um, and pretty funny in a lot of cases. I do think sometimes the movie can grind to a halt and have the one really nerdy character who's like the, um, um, the, the Jamie Kennedy of this movie. She She's like you know, these are the rules, and, and, and the blah, blah, and this, and the fans, and the, and the first stab, and then the, and the sequel, and what they're doing, you're the, you're the main, you're the lead, and you're the supporting character, you're the love interest, and, like, all this stuff, it's like, okay, like, we, we get it, you don't need to, like, flat out explain it that much, and I also think that, similar to a lot of, um, honestly, I know this isn't a Kevin Williamson written movie, but similar to a lot of his movies, teenagers don't talk like that like they are speaking at a much more elevated level than me and my friends talk to each other a lot of the time and they're speaking much more eloquently and much more like they're like making points and they're like explaining things it's not like casual conversation i think that does sort of feel evocative of like a dawson's creek type of of writing style where like it's not how real teenagers talk but it's how these teenagers talk and i think once you settle into that it's fine. There are definitely some moments, though, where I do feel it goes a little bit too far, and that whole moment with that girl, that's one of them. I think there's also just some other weird touches where I don't know what it is about teenagers in movies. I don't understand why so few movies actually get, like, a genuine teenage experience, but there's definitely some parts of this where I feel like, what is happening right now? Like, for instance, there's, like, one scene where we catch up with all our main characters, and they're playing pool at a bar, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, what what bar is letting these teenagers, like, come in and, and hang out? Why would they want to be doing this? Like, I mean, like, I play pool maybe if, if I'm at, like, a family party or something and, like, you know, like, it's there. Like, we, there's, like, a pool table in the basement or whatever. And it's just, like, you don't really have anything else to do, but you're going to do this because that's what's here. It's, you know, it's, like, it's your uncle's house and he's not, he doesn't have, like, an xbox or something but like these kids do like they would not be playing pool they would be playing like 
Forza or something. I don't know, but you know what I mean? Like, I, that just did not ring genuine to me, and I thought that was a very odd choice. But um, but other than that, I think that, that for the most part, these characters and their interactions are very well written. And like I said, once you sort of settle into the style that they're writing in, I think that that goes a long way in determining like your enjoyment of the movie. Because it can be distracting at points when sometimes they do say things that are like, wait, what? That's not like how normal people would talk. But like I said, it's not how normal people talk. It's how these people will talk. So I think it's okay from that standpoint. I also think that uh, the inclusion of the legacy characters, quote-unquote, um, is very well done here. They don't overshadow the... Um, the main characters and i think that the main characters driving the story and actually being interesting characters is a big part of why a lot of this works so well now i do think that there is a certain element of like randomness to the, to the inclusion of sydney i think that she sort of enters the story very randomly and her inclusion is not as smooth as gail or dewey's but i think overall the the three of them work pretty well uh being brought back and they do a good job of including them in the story and giving them their own sort of arcs and showing how they've changed in the interim between the last movie and this one. So I thought all that was done pretty well. And I did really appreciate that they, um, that they did a good job of making the main characters that we're going to be spending the majority of our time with very interesting. So I, I thought that was, that was very well done. Also, uh, and, and full spoilers here. I'm going to go just completely spoilers. Um, um, so there's your warning. I I think this is really the last big point I want to hit. But speaking of our main characters, the reveal of the killer. Killers. Great. I really, really liked that. Um, there's a lot of things about the climax that I really, really liked. For one, I love the fact that the reveal is just so abrupt. Like... They do a good job of, of similar to the first one because I think that one of the problems that they run into in all the sequels is that they want to hide the twist from you so bad that a lot of times it ends up being like, wait, that character? Who was that character? And there's like no way you could have guessed that. It's very different to the first screen where they put the killer right out on Front Street. They just parade them around right in front of you the whole time and you never see it coming the first time you watch it and then when you go back you start to realize like oh there were signs they were just cleverly hidden or you wouldn't know if you weren't looking for them i think they do a good job of of doing that here they strike the balance of like putting it right out in front of you but also making it surprising i mean they do literally tell you what the twist is going to be at least as far as um jack quaid's character is concerned like the love interest is going to be you know look at the love interest he's probably going to be the killer like they literally say that and and it turns out to be true and he even acknowledges that he's like dude they they they, they told you like they told you the love interest and you you didn't listen it's like shit man because you you your brain automatically thinks like oh they're telling us it's this character it's obviously not going to be this character that would be too obvious but i think that that's the genius of this is sort of like they they take that and they twist it they sort of have an obvious one and a not so obvious one and i think that striking that balance is really really important to pulling off a twist like this and i think they do it really well here i thought for the longest time for like the whole movie i thought i called it in the beginning i'm like it's gonna be the girl with the pink hair and the skirt like i totally thought it was gonna be her and then when it wasn't her especially the way they do that reveal and she got like and they're really building it up too they're like they're like really making it seem like it's her 
not should have been my first clue like oh it's not her otherwise they wouldn't be like showing us all these these details that make it seem like it is and then dude she's just like i'm not the killer and then amber just is like i know pulls out the gun shoots her in the head i was like what holy shit that was so that was such a badass reveal and then dude the way these motherfuckers get killed was awesome i hate in movies i hate in horror movies when they're like all right we kicked him a couple times he's probably dead like that happened in the most recent halloween movie and i was so mad i'm just like guys i mean for one how did none of you have a gun but like seriously just really really make sure like you cannot be too careful cut all of his limbs off separate them all then you know put put them in like different towns so they can't like magically come back together you want to make sure that he's like burned shot ran over with a car like whatever like you cannot be too thorough and finally finally in a movie do we just get the most thorough depths i've ever seen they stab the girl they lay her on fire they shoot her in the head and then you get the 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 boyfriend man the boyfriend oh my god he gets stabbed like 27 times like he gets stabbed and then you're like nah can't be too careful and then they shoot him in the head too i was like damn that's intense but at the same time finally 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 someone realizes that like yeah i stabbed 27 times but like eh, he could probably get up you know what i mean like by horror movie logic like no that is a dead ass guy no way is he coming back from that he gets shot like a bunch too before she actually shoots him in the head like he is dead with a capital g or a capital g what the hell dyslexic capital d is what i meant to say um, and I thought that was G- that was good with a capital G. <laughs> anyway, overall, I found this to be really enjoyable. I thought it was a good mystery. I thought it was a good horror movie. I thought it had good satire. There were some clever jokes kind of poking fun at the state of the industry and fandom right now. I really liked that Ryan Johnson joke. I think that a lot of this was was very well done. And I would definitely watch this again. I think this is uh, this is a really great entry in the series. So... Yeah, overall, I would recommend this to you. If you're a fan of horror movies, if you're a fan of the Scream movies, go out and see it, support it. Uh, It's a a good one. Alright, before we get out of here, I want to say that I'm grateful for a really good day to get a lot of things done, and also for an aerial class with my mom. That sounds like a, that sounds very random, and it is, because it's a very niche thing. But um, we've actually done two of these. We did one that was like yoga. I feel like I should explain what this is. Um, if you don't know, it's it's when they attach that like a that big um big really really uh really long kind of wide fabric. It's like kind of a stretchy fabric. They attach it to the ceiling, and then like you kind of do tricks and stuff in it. the The one we did tonight was more of a like a gymnastic kind of acrobatic one, and the one we did before was more of a yoga one. So this one, the one we did tonight was a lot more of like a like a workout. And, and we were doing, like, a lot more technical tricks. And then the other one was more of, like, a relaxing, stretching kind of thing. I liked both for different reasons. Um, and like I said, it's a very niche thing. Like, it's a very kind of odd thing to say, like, because it's not something that you hear about a lot. But I think it's really fun, and I was grateful for the opportunity to do it. I thought it was 
really enjoyable way to spend like an hour and a half tonight. So yeah, if you haven't tried like that, or not even specifically that, but like anything similar where it's like, oh, this is a random class I've seen, and I don't know if I'd be interested in this or not, give it a try. Like, why not? I mean, you don't have to commit yourself to doing it forever. Like, just try it once. If you like it, you might find something that you didn't think that you liked or didn't, you know, even know to look for. So I think it's a really cool thing to just kind of try everything. I think it's a good lesson. So yeah, I'm grateful for all that. All right, you know the drill. Or if you subscribe, if you get podcast, five stars, super helpful. After that, you can go ahead and tell a friend about the show if you think they would enjoy it. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the word about the podcast. So thank you if you don't know that, and thank you in advance if you're going to. But in the meantime, thank you as always for listening. That's the most important thing that you do for me. And yeah, until next time, you want me to help you and the host of a morning show to commit murder?